welcome to another episode of It Only Takes a Spark. Today's reading comes from the book of Matthew chapter 5, verses 20 to 26. Jesus said to his disciples, I tell you, unless your righteousness surpasses that of the scribes and the Pharisees, you will not enter the kingdom of heaven. You have heard it said that to your ancestors you shall not kill, and whoever kills will be liable to judgment. But I say to you, whoever is angry with his brother will be liable to judgment, and whoever says to his brother Raka will be answerable to the Sanhedrin, and whoever says, you fool, will be liable to fiery Gehenna. Therefore, if you bring your gifts to the altar and there reconcile that your brother has anything against you, leave your gifts there at the altar. Go first and be reconciled with your brother and then come offer your gifts. Settle with your opponent quickly while on the way to court. Otherwise, your opponent will hand you over to the judge, and the judge will hand you over to the God, and you will be thrown into prison. Amen, I say to you, you will not be released until you have paid the last penny. You know, when I started to think of this particular reading, I started to think of, High, higher bar sometimes I feel that God sets for us. His standards sometimes just feel so high. I mean, I think to yourself, as we kind of review the some of the Ten Commandments, you figured, well, of course, when you think of thou shalt not kill, I have that down pack, right? I have never killed anybody. I'm like, oh, the thought of killing somebody is just not, I mean, I just, it just, I, I could never do that, right? And then you started to think of what Jesus was saying, that if you're just angry with your brother, you know, saying harmful things, like saying you fool. I mean, how many of us have gone through life and, and have felt, you know, anger, resentment? You know, we've called people food, fool and, and are so much worse. And we figured as long as we're not killing them, we're good. You know, I mean, I didn't run him over the car, so I must be doing good. You know, but you still have that anger, right? You still have that anger in your heart. But we're hearing that we got to get it out. We have to repent for that. Because that anger is still not pleasing to God. He still looks at it like a, a big cancer on our on our souls. You know, and the reality is, if we don't repent for that, we don't just have one cancer that we're dealing with. We, we grow another one and another one. And then we're walking around in life with all these cancerous, these tumors on our souls, weighing us down. And we wonder why we don't have the pep in our steps. We wonder why we don't have the spark or we don't have the zeal. We wonder why we lack motivation because we have all of this darkness just weighing us down. And Jesus has given us an opportunity. He said, I'll, I'll forgive you. I'll forgive you. And he, you know, he does. You know, he doesn't operate, God doesn't operate by our rules. Guess what? 
Listen here, people. Newsflash. He will forgive us again and again and again and again and again and again. He'll just do that because he's God. He doesn't operate uh, on our rules, you know, by our rules, our standards. We know that as humans, I mean, I know myself, you know, if I was in a relationship, you know, before I got married and stuff, if somebody hurt me one time, I might get a second time, but you bet your bottom dollar you're not going to have a third time. There will not be a third time, right? So we're not saying that for the that we're going to just allow ourselves to be doormats and allow people to just abuse us. No, we're not saying that. But in, in uh, with regards to what the gospel is saying, we have to forgive. We have to forgive and we can't hold argument. And like I said, the pandemic has has amplified everything, you know? You're just whispering. Before the pandemic things, we were whis- whispering our frustrations. Or re- and it was like a whisper. Now it's like a big bullhorn is just blowing. And the whole neighborhood can hear, you know, our that's how loud our emotions are, you know? The people we love and care for, poor we're looking at each, we're looking at them right now and you know, and we have frustration. Some things that didn't bother us a year ago, and now it's like bothering us now, right? So because we're living in tight quarters, we're using this, the same internet, and you're wondering, some of you are on broadband or whatever, I can't get on. You're looking at your kids and you're like, is this school? Seriously, can't you at least sit up for school? Why do you have to lay down with your pajamas and call that school, all right? Did you log on to your class? Why do you have your phone on social media if you're supposed to be in class? So we're fa- you're facing all these different frustrations with the our, our world, our families, and so what happened? With those frustrations, it boils into anger. And I'm preaching to, I, I know this. I know this to be true because it happens with me. And I know, if you're honest, you know it's happening to you too, right? So... In this safe space, at this moment, I want you to close your eyes and take a deep breath in through your nose and out through your mouth. In through your nose and out through your mouth. One of the things I did when I was a classroom teacher, because I, my, in the United States when I came, I, I knew the kids were... Uh, the inner city, they're faced with a lot of challenges, and they came to school, and it was just such, uh, their stories that they would bring with them, you could see that they were carrying the weight of the world on their shoulder, so I said, all right, we, we did a little breathing exercise, I want you to inhale positivity, and exhale all the negativity, inhale positivity, and exhale all the negativity, and I had to do that in order for them to, we did it for about five minutes. And believe you me, there were days when I did it first thing in the morning. We did it before lunch. And Lord knows I needed it before they left for the day because it, I was on a roller coaster. So we have to be able to do that check, do that mind check and, and breathe and that calming of our body and say to ourselves, we got, I mean, we're, when we're angry with somebody, let me, let's keep it real. All right. When we're angry with somebody, I think it's a we're angry for two reasons. It's something they did or something they didn't do. And the second would be who they are or who they aren't. You know, sometime we're with somebody 
you know, we're in a relationship, we're in a marriage or, or whatever, and you're, you're longing for the other person. You know, you're saying, oh my gosh, you know, you're, you're like this. Why can't you be like this? Or I'm gonna, I'm putting all this effort to make you into the person I want you to be. Newsflash, what if that person is not the person God wants them to be? Who decided to, uh, you know, who, dis- <laughs> who, who gave you the crown of creator? And that's why sometimes we enter these relationships feeling that, okay, because we're so together, we can make, we can mold that our mate in the person we want them to be. And we get so frustrated. We get so angry when they're not. Why can't you be the, why can't you be like I, like I want you to be? Why can't you do like I want you to do? Why can't you stop doing what I hate? All right. We want all these things and that gets the frustration and the frustration builds to anger. We have to let go of that. Can you imagine if God did that to us? If he looked at me and he said, all right, Ebony, all right, you said you were going to work on these things and you haven't done it. So because of that, I'm just going to not talk to you for a while. When you start asking me to listen to your prayers, I'm just going to close my, my ears and I'm not going to listen to you. I'm really frustrated with you. I've had it. You know, I've been trying to make you into this person I want you to be, but you keep messing up and you keep messing up. And I'm just, I'm just frustrated with you. You know, I'm only going to give you a quarter of the miracles. Well, while you're at it, I'm just not going to give any miracles. No blessings are going to come to you. I'm just going to be mad at you. Can you imagine if God was that petty? Can you, aren't you thankful that God is not like us? Lord knows I am. So we have to elevate ourselves. We have to know that we have the power to change our perception. We have the power to release that that anger today at this moment. There is somebody in your life today that you're angry with. All right. You may be driving in the car. You may be alone in your bedroom. There's somebody that just rubbed you the wrong way. Today is a time to mention that person's name. Or better yet, write that person's name down on a little sticky note. Write the name down, and then I want you to tear up the paper. There's my special effects. Tear the name up and tear that anger. Release the anger and say that, you know, the anger. Release it and ask the Lord to forgive you. What a, a helpful strategy uh, could be. B, uh, if you pray, most of you have breakfast, lunch, and dinner. And sometimes, you know, it's hard to squeeze a prayer in. And you wonder, we have no problem squeezing in a meal, right? But it's hard for us to squeeze prayer in. So when you when you eat, I'm sure that you pray, spend an extra uh, minute there. That's a good way because we never know what's going to happen to us. And asking God to forgive you of all of your sins and, it's real, and forgiving you for all of the anger or frustrations you may have directly and indirectly um, projected out to people, you know, because um, some of us can be all passive with our anger and stuff, but it's still there. And that's a good way of three times a day of asking God to forgive you, right? It's practical. It's doable. All right. It doesn't require an extra journal writing because I know that you'll have your dinner tonight and you will eat. And when you say your prayer, absolutely relinquish all of your fears and your anger right there and ask for forgiveness. 
having had a stroke um, a couple weeks ago, is a, it is a stark reminder of the fact that we do not know the day nor the hour when we get to inherit, hopefully, our angel wings. We don't know when we'll depart from this earth and hopefully join Christ, you know? So we have to be prepared. So I'm figuring, well, if we do it in the morning and we do it in the noontime and we do it at night, that's a perfect time to be covered. Covered by his grace, covered by his love, just to be closely connected with him. And that's where he wants us to be, right in his arms. You know, that's where he's happiest. Um, You know, another thing that I was thinking about, you know, my son is a high jumper and also a decathlete. And I remember talking to him, we always talk about strategies and stuff about sports. And, um, And I remember one time he was jumping and when he went, and I said, you know, he didn't do that well in that particular meet. And I said, well, all right, when you, before you jump, what did you, what was going through your mind? I said, now go back. He said, I don't remember, Mom. I said, go back. I said, just just remember the clothes you wore. You're walking out. I took him right back to a journey right there. And he said, oh, I looked at the bar, and I said, oh, man, that's high. As, as soon as he said that, I said, boom, that's it. He said, man, that's high. And the body just kind of fell right into form. And the body looked at it as high. The mind saw it as high. And it told every all his all of his muscles what to do, and he didn't make the jump. He was so frustrated. But as as soon as he told me, he said how how high it was, he didn't make it. So we have to, you know. When I started off, I said sometimes God has all these high the high bar for us to jump over, and sometimes it feels that way, right? To be, you know, we have to go to church. We have to be good. We have to not kill people. We have to not steal. All of that. And then, lo and behold, we have to not have anger. We have to not call people fools. It's like, man, you know, it feels like you're a high jumper, like my son, trying to jump that 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 high jump bar. And he said, man, this is high, right? So we have to change our narrative. We have to say, and I told him, I said, you have to trust the process. Don't focus on the height. And this is a, a height that he has jumped, he's jumped higher higher, um, higher, uh, levels than this before. But at that point he was looking at it as high. And then afterwards he's like, I can't believe that I missed that. So I said, instead of focusing on what the brain is saying at that point, you need to tell it, Oh, I can jump it, but also trust the process, trust your training, trust all the mechanics that you had to put in place in order to, to, to do the jump, trust the process, focus on the action, focus, focus on the journey not the destination. All right. So we need to just bear that in mind. Uh, when we think that, you know, whether, whatever the, you know, whether it's health goals and we're like, oh my heavens, my cholesterol is, I don't even know what the numbers are, but my cholesterol is 300 and something. I'll never, that's too much. I could never make a difference. Well, if you keep on doing what you're doing, nothing, it'll stay the same or it'll probably get higher more than likely. But if we make small steps each day, each day, you know, one meal at a time, we can make that one activity at a time, one life choice at a time, we can make the difference. So Heavenly Father, at this time, we thank you for your grace. We thank you for reminding us that you, you are there for us 
24 hours a day, seven days a week, reminding us that when we think our house is totally clean, there's still more cleaning that needs that needs to happen, right? We need to go way under the, 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 the sofa and we have to check in the corner. So it's not just good enough that we're, we're obviously doing the, the right things, but we have to go to deeper. We have to dig deeper and we have to remember and trust the process. We pray for our, our friends and our loved ones. We pray for healing today for all those who are um, are sick both physically and, and emotionally. We pray for all families who are dealing with the pandemic still and all of the ripple effects of that it brings, um, you know, and financially, emotionally, all the other illies. We pray that um, God's grace will continue to shine on us and that we see the positive in, in today. We see the light. We see the light at the end of the tunnel. And before we know it, we'll realize even in the tunnel, there's little sparks. And that's what we have an opportunity to do, is to share the spark. Brothers and sisters, I hope you have a great day. Please subscribe and share the spark. God bless.